Our scripture this morning comes from that fifth gospel, the prophet Isaiah. Let us listen now for a vision of peace. A shoot shall come out of the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. On that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the peoples. The nations shall inquire of him, and his dwelling will be glorious. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, we long for the peace in that vision that Isaiah brings to us. We long for the healing of our world, of creation, of our own brokenness. Come, speak that word that each one of us longs to hear. Come to us in peace. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. In these weeks of Advent, as we await the coming of Christ, we're celebrating the 300th anniversary of the hymn, Joy to the World. Joy to the World truly is beloved. It is the most published hymn in North America, except for the third verse. Now, it has always bothered me, and maybe you, that 
The thorns infest the ground, and the curse is to be found quite far. Thorns and a curse at Christmas? What is the curse anyway? As a child, I always wondered if this was about curse words, about swear words, and it meant that I was supposed to be especially careful about my language at Christmas time. There are some churches that are so uncomfortable with the thorns and the curse that they have removed this verse from their hymnals. They just take it right out. They do not sing about sin and sorrow or thorns or the curse. Isaac Watts wrote Joy to the World as a paraphrase of Psalm 98. And what puzzles me most is that in Psalm 98, there is no curse. So to how did these thorns get into Joy to the World? And maybe we should skip that verse on Christmas Eve and just decide for us, no more curse. Well, we won't find a curse in Psalm 98. We do find these in Genesis 3. One of the most favorite Christmas stories when Adam and Eve eat the fruit of knowledge and are kicked out of the Garden of Eden. As a result of humanity's rebellion, God curses the snake. I will put enmity between Eve's offspring and snakes. No child can play near the adder's den or put its hand over the hole of the asp. God curses the ground, so it says, so that thorns and thistles grow and Adam will have to struggle to grow food. Merry Christmas. It is a sad story of this disruption in God's created order. In the beginning, God subdued chaos and made creation good. But now there is violence between animals and humans, between humans and the earth. Again, why did Isaac Watts think it was a good idea to add this to joy to the world? As I puzzled about this, the thorns infesting the earth, it occurred to me that the earth is in pain. The earth cries out in pain with every increasingly dangerous storm or extreme weather event, the fires that burn in Australia, There is violence. And it's Advent. And it's our time to be honest about the disruption in creation. It is our time to sit with the brokenness of life and the longing for abiding peace. That peace in the Hebrew scripture that is more than just putting down weapons, but is shalom, 
the wholeness that comes from right relationships with God and ourselves and others and creation. And so we sit with the brokenness of creation and the brokenness in our lives. And as we sit in those places of pain and darkness, God sits with us. And the possibility of healing comes. Each one of us has known brokenness. Each one of us has had our hearts broken. Each one of us has struggled with grief. And until we enter those places, as hard as it is, we will not heal. Christ is coming to bring peace. What does that mean to you? What does it mean to us? What does it mean to humanity and creation? What pain will end when God's kingdom is complete? God showed Isaiah what the world would look like at peace. Instead of thorns infesting the ground, a new shoot will spring forth from an old stump. A branch of the family of King David, a new leader, will come forth and bring peace. The peace that comes from ensuring justice for the poor and faithfulness to the powerless and healing for the brokenhearted. This is the peace that God shows Isaiah that encompasses all creation. So the animals, the wild animals, will not eat the farm animals. The prey and the predator will be at peace. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asps, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord. All creation at peace, joy to the world. Now the real joy comes for us as we live into that vision of peace, of healing, of shalom. Shalom for us and for creation in his book, Living peace, Father John Deere writes, if we want to live in peace with ourselves, with humanity, with creation, we have to see with the eyes of peace. If we believe that life has a purpose and that the creator is a God of peace, then we are called to plumb its depths, then life and our contribution to humanity take on redemptive potential. I think that what he means by that 
is when we see with eyes of peace, when we see and hold that vision of a healed humanity, then we can see the possibilities for shalom. When we understand Jesus as the peacemaker, we can take part in making peace because we know that we are working hand in hand with God. Greta Thunberg is working hand in hand with God. We claim that life rises out of death as solar farms and forests grow in the once apocalyptic landscape of Chernobyl. All over the world, people are planting trees, new shoots springing up in West Virginia, where mines had stripped the lands, school children are planting trees. Last year, scientists planted over 6,000 saplings in Peru. Scotland planted 22 million trees, and volunteers in India planted 66 million trees in 12 hours. A satellite picture of the earth shows India and China becoming more green. Isn't that a hopeful message of peace? Is there not joy? Is there not a potential for peacemaking? New shoots springing up, even amidst the thorns. Isaac Watts understood Jesus as that one who comes with truth and grace, with justice and love to bring peace. In my research, I found that he didn't think Psalm 98 was powerful enough on its own to completely express the redemptive power of Jesus' truth and grace and justice and love. So he added the sins and the sorrows and the thorns and the curse. He wanted us to see that Jesus' blessings are strong enough to heal all our brokenness. That Jesus' blessings overwhelm the curses and the trees of the field shall clap their hands. All of the curses are overwhelmed by blessing. So verse 3 is a powerful affirmation of faith. Jesus is coming. And God will no more let sins and sorrows grow, nor more will thorns infest the ground or the earth cry out in pain. Jesus' blessings will flow so powerfully as to drown out every curse wherever it is found. No more curse. Only blessing. I think we should keep verse 3. How about you? Should we keep it? Sing it loud. 
Joy to the world, my friends. Joy to the world. No more curse. Amen.